God is good. And all the time. What a privilege to be here this morning. My name is Danny Martinez, and I feel like I am home. No one said amen to that, but I'm going to continue. <laughs> I had the privilege to uh, pastor a church in San Diego, California, a place called Spring Valley that had a village, uh, one of our uh, covenant retirement communities, right in front of it. Therefore, we, had a, we were enriched by a wonderful community of, we used to call them the elders, because old people doesn't sound good, elders. And it was such a privilege to have wisdom. And by the way, the more amens you say, the faster I go, by the way. I have never preached 22 minutes in my life. I don't think that will happen today either. Uh, but we had an a, incredible synergy from a people that thought they were retired, that still call, were called into ministry. Some of you are not getting excited about this, but I got to tell you that my elders started mentoring kids that did not have parents. They started, a, a, some of our women, and by the way, our women cooked these brownies. I don't know what the ingredient was in it. I think it was crack cocaine because it was so addicting. These women started teaching our young women in the community that were 10 to 15 years old how to bake. And the Spirit of God started moving in this church. So when I came to Grace Covenant Church in Spring Valley, we were 28 people, 28 elders from the age of 85 to 96, so a lot of young people, and me and my family. And when I left uh, in, in uh, July of 2017, we were a congregation of over 250 people, people in the community, and it was a difficult transition. It was difficult to give up power. But I got to tell you, God is in this place. And I recognize the same dynamics here. So, and you're still not saying amen, but I'm going to continue anyway. Okay? I have to congratulate you. What a beautiful place of worship you have here. God has certainly blessed you. Uh, I am praying that you start a second service soon. Pastor Jose is not very happy, but he's like, hey, don't give me more, don't give me more work, bro. Uh, this, uh, I represent the Central Conference of the Evangelical Covenant Church, which is what Northbrook Covenant uh, 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 belongs to. We, go on to the next one, please. We are 108 churches plus some adoptions this year. We've adopted uh, uh, some um, Asian American churches this year. Go on to the next one. And this is our new logo that shows all five states, Illinois, Indiana, Missouri, Michigan, and Wisconsin. And before I go forward, I want to, my mother is hidden, so I forgot to introduce my mother. This is Fidela. Please welcome her. She travels with me wherever she can, and I'm very, very happy to, to uh, have her living with me. So it's a privilege uh, to, to have my mom with me. Uh, but I never know where I'm going to be. It's 108 churches, and we have African-American churches. We have Latino churches. We have Anglo churches. We have the traditional covenant church, and it is wonderful. A week ago, I was in a purely 100% African-American church. Have you ever been to an African-American church? You worship a lot. The service was three and a half hours long, and I lost 10 pounds during the worship. <laughs> I should go back more often, I heard, but... I gained it all back after the service because we had some fried chicken and not to perpetuate any stereotypes, but uh, 
So we, I also had, I never know where I'm going to be. I was at the UP. Some of you don't even know where that is. The UP is the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And some of my, uh, the, the men, I was doing a men's retreat, and they said, Pastor, you should do a polar bear dip. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I thought about ice cream. What is that? Uh, and they're like, well, you know, the, the, the place is frozen. The lake is frozen. So we make a hole in it. And I go, yes. I, where's the ice cream coming? And they said, then we jump in it. And I go, is the water hot? No. So why would you do that? Yeah, because that's the polar, I think it's called the polar bear dip. And I'm like, well, I already look like a polar bear. I'm not jumping into that. Latinos don't do that. We don't jump out of airplanes that work fine. We don't swim with the sharks. We don't do any of those things. And by the way, I, I am trying to be a little humorous. So if you smile a little, or you know, some of you are getting too theological on me. Go on the next one. Um, this is just a little excerpt of our new website. And go on the next one. Uh, that is my welcome to that. I want to introduce you to our staff. Go on the next one. Our staff, uh, we have, uh, you, you can't imagine the kind of work that we do when we walk with people. We have 108 churches that we care for, either for pastoral transitioning, as we did with your pastor, and uh, with crisis intervention, walking. Uh, there are churches that are struggling, by the way, either financially or inability to be able to care for their community or even getting more new families into the community. Uh, and we walk with, with that our job is to walk with the church. And this is what we do. And these are the five people that God has placed in our conference. And we have a diverse uh, team of people. And I, we, we couldn't be more blessed with the amount of people. By the way, we should have 10 people for 108 churches. But, you know, God... Uh, God decided that he wanted to give us a little work in this season. By the way, I should have, oh, there's a little thing to hold on a second. There we go. There we go. I can see better now. There we go. I just, I'm usually not restrained to things like this. I like this. I might take this with me. All right, go on to the next one. I want you to know that covenant ethos is not, is not one particular worship style, but a mosaic. So I love hymns. How many of you love hymns? Okay, I love contemporary worship music. How many of you love that? I just want to praise God. So there are some times where I go to a church and I see a choir. By the way, what a lovely choir you have. And what a lovely... Yeah, you can hear it for them. Yeah. We, you know, let's, let's give praise where praise is due. And uh, a great uh, worship band, piano player. Where do you get her? Wow. I have my... Where is she? Uh, she's having a coffee break. Okay, very good. We pay here by the hour, apparently. Okay. Uh, but we have a group of people. Every time I go to my home church, which is Belen Covenant Church in the north side of, the, uh, of, of Chicago, there's dancing. And I'm like, I get tired just watching them. And, uh, and of course, we uh, installing and church planters and stuff. I want you to know that God is moving in the Central Conference, and you are a part of that. Thank you for your contributions to us because you contribute financially. But thank you also for contributing with your experience and your resources. Um, Pastor Don was able to participate in our worship team at our convention just a couple of weeks ago, our Central Conference celebration. Thank you. You did a great job, Don, and congratulations on your Masters of Divinity. The Word of the Lord, uh, go on to the next one. We are better together. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Now the question is, who is it? Who is we? 
who is we? Because we tend to think of the church as very limited. We tend to think of a church as a, a very homogeneous group of people, when in fact, we're very diverse. It's a matter of fact, I don't know if you noticed, I'm Latino. I look Irish, I know. Some people think I'm starting to look Swedish after 32 years in the covenant, but I am Latino, and I happen to be the first superintendent of Latino descent in our denomination. And I'm very, very happy about that, and I'm also trying to, very hard not to mess it up. The word of the Lord goes, and the next one is, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. It's based on Jeremiah 29, 11. If you go on the next one, you see a picture of what the people of God were going through. This was not a fun time in Israel. Babylon had, had come into Israel and taken all the people they thought were worth something. Let me say that again because uh, it is a deep statement. They came into Jerusalem, destroyed the city, destroyed the walls, and they only took the people they thought were worth something. They didn't take everybody. They took the rich, they took the well-studied, and they took people that were of royalty. Everybody else was left behind. There was this huge rupture in the life of Israel, the people that were chosen of God. They are defenseless. They really cannot. They have not been able to rebuild until the book of, Jeremiah, of, of Nehemiah. He comes in and he helps rebuild. But this is a bad time for the people of Israel. There's a lot of, uh, it, there, there's no hope in the life of Israel. And as I see the state of the church today, I'm very glad for the covenant church because we're really a very different kind of church. We are a church that still believes that God is almighty. We're still a church that whether we may disagree on certain things, we value being united and being one in Christ regardless of how we think about things. Our ideology does not go over who we think we are as, as the covenant ethos. The, Israel was going through a lot of times, and people were praying to God, as they should, that they want to be delivered. And there's all these prophets coming to them, telling them, the Lord will deliver you. The Lord will, will, will break the yoke, they said. And you will be able to go back home. And they were giving people false hope. I got to tell you, God's church, that, people that there are people in Northbrook that don't know Jesus. There are people in Northbrook that are hoping to find something that will give them hope, but yet they're being given false hope. We can give them the hope that lasts for a lifetime. And we know that which hope that is, right? That's the hope in Jesus Christ. And if you were going to say amen, that would be the place to say it. In Jesus Christ. Good news is always about Jesus Christ. Always. Thank you. Appreciate that. The choir is always great. One of the things that one of my mentors said to me, uh, because if you notice, we, I started with, I know the plans I have for you. Latinos love soap operas. I don't know if you know that. Uh, you know, and soap operas, they're, they're very exaggerated. Well, I don't know. Not really. Not, not if you've been to Humboldt Park. But that's a different story. Uh, it, they're very exaggerated usually in life. And they usually have a lot of names. Fernando Armando. You know, and they call each other, you know, Antonio Banderas. Yeah, and uh, they, they're a very exaggerated part of life. And uh, the reason that we tend to be emotional about things is because we feel deeply 
for people that are in pain. People that are in pain usually don't think properly because desperate people do desperate things. So what do we do with, a, with the people that do not have hope? We usually tend to be very superficial in the way that we minister to them. It is very easy to do a, a, a t-shirt that says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, because it, makes, it puts a band-aid on people instead of challenging people to live a life. And I, want, I, I read the whole scripture today because I want you to know that that's not the case with God. God is not interested in giving you shallow hope. God is not interested in you feeling good about yourself and being comfortable all the time. God is calling us out of our comfort zone to seek those that are lost, those that need forgiveness, those that need to repent. And guess what? We're not preaching that usually in the church anymore. We're not even preaching that we are expecting Jesus back. Some people don't know. Jesus is coming back. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's continue. It says, this is what the Lord Almighty says. The God of Israel says to all of those, I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Who carried them out of, Babylon, of Jerusalem? We blame the Babylonians. But who, who is it that, that he is saying that he did? God carried them into exile. I don't like that. I don't like to attribute that something when it doesn't go the way that I want it to go in my life can be attributed to God. I want to blame the devil. That's a very Pentecostal thing to do, right? Blame the devil. The devil is a liar, right? But yet, if we truly believe in a God that is all-powerful, omnipotent, God had something to do with that. He says, to the people that have, were taken away, the people that are, have no hope, the people that are trying to, crying out to God for a change, he says to them, build houses and settle down, plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry, oh no, no, I, I mean, everything else was going so well. Marry and have sons and daughters? Wouldn't that be biracial children? Wouldn't that be marrying with people that are outside of your race and your beliefs and your values? Yet, it says, I've carried you out there for a period of 70 years now. Invest in the land. Invest in where you're going to be. Northbrook Covenant Church is called Northbrook Covenant for a reason. Where are you located at? Northbrook. Your pastor riding a 5K yesterday to, to support a local event, that's investing in the land. And by the way, the Lord go with you because I will not. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so they too may have sons and daughters. Increasing number there. Do not decrease. Hmm. God is interested in us. But it's God, is interested, God is interested in us with his plans. He has a plan for us. Yet that plan is not always our plan. And I don't know about you, I have a lot of plans. And as a Christian, and as an American Christian even more, I feel entitled sometimes to God. Mm, I'm not getting, getting invited back, but that's okay. I didn't bring any water, I don't think. I like God to answer my prayer when I want him to. We live in a microwave society where we buy 
food that is already done, we put it in the microwave, and those three minutes are the longest minutes anybody has ever experienced in the history of mankind, isn't it? And then you have to wait for it to cool down. We like what we like when we like it. Yet sometimes God allows foreign forces to come into our home, in our hometown, to destroy our walls and take away the ones they think are worth it. Seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I've carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to their dreams, the dreams that you encourage them to have. You see, part of our journey is surrounding ourselves with people that are willing to tell us the truth in love. That's a foreign concept. As we care for our pastors, and part of my job is to care for your pastor. How many of you are glad about that? He gets pastor. He gets accountability. <laughs> the wife goes, yes, yes, somebody, please. Somebody tell him. I get to tell Pastor Jose the truth in love. Because I do love him, and I want him to be a successful pastor. And because we, thank you so much. Did you put some lemon and sugar in it? No, 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 no. no. But it's water, right? Okay, good, because I'm preaching right now. Thank you, pastor. I love your pastor because as your pastor, I also had a church that thought I was too young for the job, too inexperienced, and too naive. I don't know that that's the case here, but that was certainly the case in my church. Sometimes I felt like they were checking out my diaper to see if he was full. Because I was 40 years old, pastoring a church that had scholars, and I had a Greek professor that loved to correct my sermons. No, no, no one here, right? Good, good. I had people that would say, you know that passage that, you've, that you just preached at? I've preached at it 10 times already. And I'm like, well, God bless you. Thank you. I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. What's customary to say for something like that? But one thing I did know, the members of my church loved me. And I saw their pain and their sorrow when the community started changing. And I saw how much they struggled when we changed the music. Am I hitting anything close yet? No? Not here, right? Pastor, I'm not going to look at you. And I saw the pain of new leadership and not being used to being led in a different way. I got to tell you, God has plans for you. They may not be the plans that you're asking for, but God certainly has you. Go on to the next one. God has good plans for us. Plans to bring us hope in a future. Are we aligned to his purpose? Are we prepared? You see, most people want their churches to grow, but they're not prepared to grow. Most people want other people to come to the church, but when they come to the church, you want them to be like you. And worship like you. you know, one thing that I fight with my Latina churches all the time is they want new people to come in in a suit and with a tie and, and the kids need to already behave in the church when they're new and they've never been to church before. And they hate it when somebody steps on their, on, on their pew. When a kid is making noise in the service. Oh God, can someone remove the kid, please? Because they're, they're being disruptive. You know, the Latina church, that's just part of family. It means that there's life in the church. 
There's kids running around sometimes. And I am more American. I was raised in Chicago. I, I like people to, have atten to pay attention. And the kids sometimes is running around. Sometimes came up and started playing the guitar. Are we prepared? Are our prayers... Are we praying that the consequences of our prayer will not affect us? Are we investing in the land? Are we willing to bless our community? Or are we distracted? I love the fact that you're going to change your carpet. This is still considered luxurious in certain parts of the world, by the way. I was in a place in Colombia where we were in a hill. I was about to preach. There was a tent, and that's where they put me. I'm like, behind the tent. Started to rain. The rain started coming down the hill onto my feet. And, of course, I'm American, right? I go, oh, God. Is this safe? <laughs> Some of you are not really relating to this. <laughs> and the lady goes, yeah, it's fine. He'll just go. He'll go quickly. And then he started getting stronger. And I'm like, shall we move? And she goes, No. Keep praising. Keep praising, huh? Praise harder. Praise harder. You know, they didn't have a place to meet. This was their place. Can I tell you something? The Holy Spirit was there. The Holy Spirit was there. I've been in Africa where the pews have no back, and you're squatting the whole time. Good for your legs, but not for your back. And the service is six and a half hours long. What are you telling the Lord so much for? <laughs> an hour and a half, in this case an hour, is enough. There's lunch to be had. There's dates to go on. We, we have a, we, we have a, don't you know that that's the way that I worship the Lord? And yet, God is calling us out of our comfort zone. to something bigger and better for his kingdom. That may include what we want, but you know, I, I've really had to change the way I pray. Because I used to pray to God like Santa Claus. God give me, God give me, I'll give her too, but give me more. Instead of Father, will you will be done. Jesus said, let me teach you how to pray. Our, our Father, our Father, if, if you are not taking other people into consideration with that, then he's not our Father, it's your Father only, and he may be somebody else. But our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name in your kingdom come. You will be done. My prayer now is, am I aligned to what you would like me to do, Father? Am I aligned to what you want? I know he has plans for us. I know that he wants to give me hope in the future. And just really quickly, go on the, the next slide, and I'll, I'll be finishing shortly. The LEAD initiative is going to be a major initiative that the Central Conference is investing in all lay leaders in the Central Conference. All 108 churches are invited to participate in a training that we'll be doing specially for lay leaders. On the next one, we are going to be planting 20 new churches in the next... Go on the next one, please. Oh, yeah, that is... I'm sorry, that was the one. Uh, I, it just looks different in the back. Uh, church planting. We're going to be planting 20 churches in the next four years. And my, and my brothers and sisters, I'm happy to report we're planting five this year already. With no money. God has a lot of money, but his people like to, you know, keep it. 
We're praying that people will be touched and people will be say, I would like to help plant a church because it, it takes money, unfortunately. Last, invest in the land. Build houses, settle down, invest in your community. Pray for the city where you live. Pray and be a part of that. Because God has plans for us, but it includes us. It includes us being shaped and molded. And being put into fire has consequences. I got to tell you, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of the work that you're doing through our community. I will be praying with you that God will continue not only to fill your pews, but it will continue to allow you to see his truth through his eyes. That you will call other people unto him. That you may be willing to step out of your comfort zone and know that he has plans. Plans to give you hope. In our future. Can I pray for you? Father, you, I know that you have plans for us. And I think it's specifically for the plans that you have for Northwick Covenant. There are plans to prosper them and not to harm them. Plans to give them hope in our future. Father, uh, I don't know what Northbrook may be going through right now. Or its members. And I don't know what. But you know, and we pray that you will be done on earth as it is in heaven. They allow us to see your eyes, through your eyes, the eyes of truth. We bless you in the holy name, the holiest name, the name of Jesus. And God's people say, amen. amen.